0: hello and welcome to the fight like a girl podcast this week i got to go to aberdeen to see the wonderful arizona mercedes Brody. Um, we had some really decent conversations around her uh recovery from back surgery how she injured her back and uh yeah pretty much her journey all the way from white belt to to now black um, Arizona, for those of you who don't know, is the UK's latest female black belt. She's based in Aberdeen at uh, MNBJJ. And uh, yeah, I really hope you enjoy the uh, show at the same time. <laughs> oh, synchronised. <laughs> oh, like at least half a second in between them, hopefully. Um, so, yes. Um, Arizona.
1: Arizona, Mercedes, Brody. Brody. Yep.
0: And you're your parents are just really into the dust states and you know capitalism
1: <laughs> and their uh, legacy <laughs> probably the opposite i would say my mum uh my mum's a single parent and uh she is quite a lefty i would say she's uh-huh. quite unusual <laughs> Uh, But why Arizona and Mercedes?
0: Is it because she didn't want to give you Mercedes as a first name? She's like, she's going to be a stripper. I don't need that stress in my life.
1: Well, I mean, to be honest, very often when I say my name is Arizona Mercedes, they're like, oh, that's a stripper name. Or, are are you a stripper? No. You should hyphenate it so they have to say both of them all the time. I like the full thing the whole time. Every time. Why not? I I suppose I could cause significant inconvenience to everyone all the time like that I that do be fun. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, I just got that name because my mom wanted to give me a name that was memorable and unusual she done that but and she did yeah <laughs> I have to admit when
0: uh, like when I tell people about who I'm uh, coming to interview and stuff like mm. I I get people's names wrong on this all the time mm. like all the time and I was like I'm gonna go
1: see this girl called Amazon or something oh yeah 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 <laughs> I get Amazona I get like <laughs> what's that tennis player called like Anakoniko yeah I get that I get like Anastasia do you have a nickname uh, yeah, people call me Ari for short, or Dangerzona. Dangerzona Danger Zona. Danger Zona is <laughs> my fighter name. It's highly appropriate if you know me well. Wow. Well. Very, very, very appropriate. <laughs> I enjoy this name. <laughs> <laughs> so Danger
0: Zona. Yes. Um, <laughs> like uh, last week when I spoke to uh, Gret, it didn't really click in my head until I was recording like the um, the pre-podcast thing, where I was like, uh, I spoke to Gret Zella and I was like. <gasps> It sounds like Gretzilla oh. and she was talking about um, people calling her a T-Rex as well. I was like,
1: it's it's perfect! Ah, that's a very good I name, need, yeah. I need
0: to message her. Yeah. <laughs> <And> like... <laughs> if yeah. I was
1: her, I'd take that name. We, <laughs> made, uh, we we
0: pretended to be dinosaurs when we were rolling. It was fun. <laughs> well, was... it wasn't when we were rolling, it was when we were
1: doing stand-up. But still, uh, it's same thing. It's a good principle, you know, like elbow sports, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Tiny arms. Yeah them safe it was good times
0: so um you've recently received the prestigious honor of block indeed i have um i'm gonna start how i usually start Mm -hmm. which is um one is is brazilian jiu-jitsu like your first uh like introduction to like a martial art Mm. or two um how did how did you start how did it come about what was the trigger?
1: Mm. Okay, so the first martial art I ever did was uh, karate. Ooh, I've got a karate black belt. <laughs> it's not a <laughs> you would Yeah, <laughs> It's not uh, any sort of, I don't know, prestigious <laughs> thing, quite like a Brazilian black belt is. <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, sorry. You learnt know. your katas. You did all uh, the punches. D- I was and stuff. very good at those katas, you know. <laughs>
0: and, like, it's not ineffectual because you've got some of the better UFC fighters who are, have, like, a base of karate. That's true, but I wouldn't quite say that the karate I learned was. No. <laughs> oh, you learnt the McDojo karate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, so I did that first for many, many years actually. Uh, Because, you know, I like fighting. Me and my brother enjoyed fighting growing up. Our mum fought us. We all fought. The three of us just fought all the time. You are Scottish. Yeah, it's kind of in your blood to be combative. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I did karate. um, But then as I got older, I was like, oh, you know. This is, this is it was a shit really so mm. uh, I thought that I would move on to something else so I tried I think I tried Aikido for a while um, which so you could be like Steven Seagal <laughs> exactly <laughs> for that
0: reason <laughs> did you show on on the goatee <laughs>
1: I actually did. I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, aikido wasn't for me either. To be honest, mm. it didn't really feel very sort realistic, you know. And I was I was young, you know. I went to do things that were yeah more fun, young and impressionable. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Uh, I would would I try anything else? um no I don't think I did any other fighting martial art as such uh I got started with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because my brother um he is a boxer uh but he took a bit of a step back from boxing when he was younger because uh he has like a bit of a skin problem he doesn't heal very well and then he got a cut above his eye in one of his fights and it just He had to open it up all the time so he wanted to do something that wasn't just getting punched in the face like only all the time so he was like oh maybe i'll try kind of mixed martial arts which has got a bit more variety um and so he started going to kind of mixed martial arts classes that was sort of more focused around brazilian jiu-jitsu rather than just mixed martial arts and uh me and my mom would always go and pick him up from the classes and i'd see like the last 15 minutes and i'd be like holy shit that looks so cool i really want to do that but I was just super scared to get on the mat, because, you know, like, it's quite a daunting thing. Yeah. You know, there wasn't really any other females on the mat. You know, I was maybe, what, like, I don't know, probably 16 around that time or something. So I was quite... Intimidated. Yeah. By, like, a, a group of guys. Yeah, and you're quite, I don't know, for me anyway, I was quite kind of, like, shy about doing something like that, you know. Mm. So, excuse me... <coughs> But it like
0: like jujitsu is like super intimate. Yeah. So um it's understandable why a lot of women have apprehensions about entering the sport because mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. either like you might have um intimacy issues like yourself or your partner might not like mm-hmm. you being that mm-hmm. close to other people mm-hmm. or like there are so many different aspects to it.
1: It's a weird thing to like, you know, get that up and close with someone that you've never met before, you know? I mean, you kind of take it for granted when you've been training for a while, you know? You're Mm. just, like, you kind of lose that physical barrier, or maybe not lose it altogether, but but it certainly goes down, you know? If I'm honest, I was
0: surprised how quickly I got over that physical Mm -hmm, aspect of it. mm -hmm. Like... Personally, I thought it was going to take a little while longer for me to get used to having people like to being in someone's guard Mm. or to having like someone mount me and just lie on top of me and Mm -hmm. stuff. I thought it was always going to be a little bit uncomfortable, but like it was really confusing when like one day I was like, oh, so this is what happens. And yeah,
1: well, that's the thing. Like it took me so, so long to actually get on the mat. It was my mum that actually like pretty much kind of forced me to do it. Uh, because she was, she was also super keen to try Jiu Jitsu you know, and she was like, "That looks like so much fun. We have to do it." And I was kind of like, "I want to, but I'm still too scared." And then eventually, she Can was you just kind of tell like, me your mum and you joined at the same time." Oh, we did. Yeah, <gasps> yeah. My mum trained for like maybe the first like I don't know four years I trained or something. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, it is pretty cool actually. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, so she forced me to get onto the mat and from the first day I was like totally hooked you know it's like (laughs) that whole like physical contact thing you know I thought it would be a big deal but when I was actually on the mat I was like oh man this is amazing Uh. so yeah so me and my mum we started training uh, and that was great because there was a you know me my mum had a a bit of a sort of Uh, competitiveness between us (laughs) probably between the three of us actually like me, my brother, my mom you know but probably maybe especially me and my mom Uh, we would often work together and it would, you know sometimes there would be Well, you know, not serious arguments, but you know, like uh, fireworks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how you do it. And she was a bit of a dirty fighter as well, I would say. So (laughs) she knew how to kind of like rub me the wrong way. (laughs) But it was good because you know, if it wasn't for mum, really, I don't know if I would have. Maybe I would have eventually managed to get started, Mm. but it certainly would have taken me a lot longer. You know, and it was good to have someone as well in the beginning to kind of like be my training partner and kinda of be there with me, you know. It's mm. kind of I don't know.
0: Especially getting through like the initial um like stages. Like when I started Jiu Jitsu I um like, the club that I joined in Liverpool had, like, mm. female-only classes. Oh, wow. Which was super That's good. That's
1: very lucky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and, like, we've started them in uh, Milton Keynes now. Um, mm-hmm. Haley hosts a class uh, every Friday evening, mm. which is amazing. Um, yeah. and And it, it's not as daunting, and it's a bit... Oh, I don't know if I, I can say it, but I, it's a bit more... It leans more towards fun,
1: mm-hmm. and it's not mm-hmm. as...
0: Uh, regimented and yeah,
1: stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is definitely one of the things that I would say puts women off. Is you know, I mean, things are getting better, but I think training still is quite a macho environment. Mm. It is about being tough, and it is about you know, you know, persevering and going hard, and you know, yeah. pushing yourself and all that kind of stuff. But I don't think it will ever, <coughs> it will ever
0: lose that entirely. No, I think it no. needs an element of it anyway yeah, to push I the sport definitely forward. Definitely agree.
1: Definitely agree.
0: But um, I think there does need to be something for the recreational fighter. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Can't just
0: all be about the the competitive Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. fighters. Yeah,
1: because everyone's got their own journey with martial arts. Not just jiu jitsu, you know. And not everyone is, you know, in it to go to 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 be the next world 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 champion. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And that doesn't mean that anyone else's journey is any less valid. (laughs) you know the jiu-jitsu world (laughs) champion you know like let say it's for you you know that's but yeah that's what jiu-jitsu is you know it's um it's weird
0: like it's one of the reasons i i enjoy like being in the sport so much because Mm. like it just from the outside looking in it's fascinating Mm. like you're watching people roll around on the floor and like especially if um you don't understand what's happening. Like I have a few <laughs> of my friends who don't really do any uh, mixed martial arts. Like when you watch like the UFC and stuff with mm. them, and people go to the floor, they're like, why don't they just stand them up? Mm. Why can't? Why are they on the floor hugging each other and all this? Mm. I'm like, you don't see what they're doing. Yeah, like, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's silly. And like I was telling the um the girls that were were training last night, like. Jitsu is a game of inches um mm-hmm. you can't expect to just have something telegraphed like mm. you're literally looking for small openings yeah. in everything because mm. if they're not tight they're not doing it properly yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh-huh, uh-huh and um but like yeah it's it's silly silly things i am I'm going to apologise now because I would just keep talking
1: over it. the <laughs> It's a conversation. I have an issue. <laughs> I'd be a bit uncomfortable if it was just like, Arizona presents, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> well, tough.
0: That's what it's going to be from now on. <laughs> I'm just going to make you talk the whole time. <laughs> so, um, did you start when you were 16 then?
1: Uh, or was it like I a now? little while after? Uh, I'm 26 now and I've been training for eight or nine years, so. I must have been seventeen. Seventeen, yeah, yeah. Good times,
0: good yeah. times. So when you started, did you like? You obviously said you enjoyed it, like mm-hmm. as soon as you picked it up. Yeah, it, yeah. Um, did you do what I did and get a little obsessed and go like, I'm just gonna do it six nights a week? Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I went like you know as hard as I could straight away. <laughs> People say that, like, I'm quite good for the amount of time that I've been training, but that's because I literally just, like, you know, when I found out how much I loved it, I mm. just, ever since then, apart from my terrible injuries and all that sort of stuff, it kept me off the mat. Mm. For the time that I have been able to train, I've just trained, like, <laughs> just all the fucking time. You know? just flat <laughs> like, out. <laughs> I just can't get enough. Literally, I can't. I train <laughs> so much. <laughs> it's all I do. <laughs> so, take me through
0: a, a day in the life. Then, like, how how many classes are run? How many do you attend?
1: Mm. So, uh, the club that I train at does uh, mostly evening classes. Um, although there are a couple of morning classes, so I'll be virtually. I mean, I'm at the gym seven days a week. Uh, so, um, all right rub it in uh, i'm sorry i just love jiu-jitsu <laughs> well fighting in, general. <laughs> fighting in general just exercise in general uh, i just i really can't get enough when you
0: conflate exercise and fighting
1: uh... <laughs> it's just who i am <laughs> but yeah no i mean like i i do like running i you know i train with my friends i you know, do climbing, I do, like, circus stuff, I just... What circus stuff do you do? uh, I do, like, handstands and splits and, you know, I can't really put, like, a label on it because I just, like, think to myself, can I do that? You know, like, I'll look at, like, a pole or something and I'll be like, what would happen if I tried to stand on that on one leg... And like, I don't know, wrapped the other leg around my head and then I'm like, well, And then you went to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> well, you know, actually my worst injuries have been from really like, you know, mundane things. things yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, for example, the serious back surgery that I had was the result of carrying heavy luggage, you know? <laughs> As you do. Not, you know, fighting guys who are like, you know, hundred and fifty kilos of like pure muscle or something, you know. <laughs> Literally carrying heavy luggage. <laughs> Which was then obviously made worse by training on it afterwards, but, you know. Well, who
0: doesn't train on a bad back? Like, I'm pretty sure that's one of the injuries that people get, and they're just like, I'm, I'm sure it would sort itself out.
1: Well, that's the thing, you know, like, I did take a wee rest to start with, but I was like, it was just carrying luggage, you know? It can't be that bad. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it was it's, that bad. it's more a case of
0: the stick that broke the camel's back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like,
1: what? Who's this? I'm not expecting anyone so i just have to leave it (laughs) oh fair enough
0: (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah like back injuries aren't fun at all like oh no no (laughs) no (laughs) so was that i'm assuming that wasn't the first serious injury you received whilst training
1: no i had a quite a bad knee injury um I can't even remember that how that happened because it feels like so long ago now but that was a brown belt has been a terrible or was I'm a black belt now I keep forgetting (laughs) brown belt was a terrible belt for me because I had knee surgery and back surgery both at brown belt Uh, (laughs) so for a penny in for a (laughs) pound I guess I think I must have been a brown belt for about like four or five years or something just because (laughs) I was off of like injury so much through that time uh yeah, I had, I had knee surgery and um took me a while to come back to training after that. Longer than it should have, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I obviously love, 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 love Jiu But I think that after knee surgery, you know, I was off for so long and I felt quite kind of like, demoralised by being off for so yeah. long. I found it quite hard to get back, to be honest. I was off for so long, you know, you kind of start to like, fill your time with other things and you know the kind of prospect of coming back I was like oh you know it was quite a big hurdle but then there was one day that I think it was something like there was like a Facebook post or something that somebody like my coach had put up and I hadn't been included like tagged in it and I was like that was like you know the day that I was like okay I need to get back so (laughs) I went back (laughs) uh okay I'm gonna have to get that no problem I'll pause this
0: hey we're back <laughs> right so you were talking about your knee i
1: believe yeah if that was right sorry if it's not right <laughs> sorry listeners it's fine
0: it's fine no one listens to this anyway <laughs> <I'll listen. laughs>
1: yeah okay so knee surgery so it took me a while to get back mm. uh because you know i kind of That's what you were saying. They posted on Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I got, yeah, there was a post on Facebook and I wasn't tagged in it. And I was like, oh, my God, they've forgotten about me. Yeah, (laughs) I have to go back. So I did go back. And then uh, it definitely took me a while to kind of get back in the swing of things. And then I started to feel good again, you know, like yeah. started to feel like I was, you know, flowing and all that. Danger's Zone a smash. <laughs> Danger's, people often used to say Ari smash, so, like <laughs> Arizona Ari, Ari smash, Ari smash! <laughs> so I did go back in Ari smash. Good. Um, but then, then, oh God, then, then life happened. and uh, As it tends to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing that life happens because, you know. That means you're living, result. you know. <laughs> but, you know, it can be quite difficult as well sometimes. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, yeah. Um, I was over in Poland. Uh, I took a wee stint over in Poland for three months. I was training over there full-time. Uh, and when I was over there, holy, oh, I was in shape, and I was like, I was an absolute animal. <laughs> I even scared myself. <laughs> I was training so hard because I didn't. I mean, I train hard now, but that was but not like with the poles. Oh, just I didn't even know my body was capable of the things that it could do <laughs> then. You know, I mean, really, it, it was good because it showed me, you know, like how much further I could push myself and what it really meant to like, you know, mm. train as an athlete. You know to the highest level yeah so I was away in Poland for three months and then when you came back you're like fuck that (laughs) no 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 uh the plane journey home when I was carrying my heavy luggage Ah. (laughs) yeah so on the plane journey home carrying very heavy luggage I put my back out I slipped a disc in my back uh which was just (laughs) I mean, at the time, I didn't really take it seriously because uh, mm. it was just a...
0: Uh, so just, did you still have good nice.
1: like mobility
0: and stuff on it with the... So the, the disc did it just uh, pop out a little bit? Mm. It wasn't a case of someone just going, and there you go, like, popping it back in.
1: Yeah, so what what happened was, um, so I slipped the disc uh, mm. carrying that luggage that day. Uh, and then I took a wee break afterwards because I was like, obviously, my back's quite sore. Mm. but then it started to feel okay ish you know so i eased myself back into training and it was not too bad to start with you know yeah like it was a bit niggly but to be honest i've had i would I'd probably say i've had back issues for like most of my life so yeah it same. wasn't yeah it wasn't like huge alarm bells or anything you know no it's like you have
0: like if you're living with um back pain throughout your life you have a Like different thresholds. Yeah. So, like, you know what your back is capable of. Like, Mm -hmm, you're like, mm -hmm. oh, I got up too fast, and this is what this normally feels like. Mm -hmm. And then, like, when something, like, the worst thing with your back is normally when something seriously wrong happens, it's not that painful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's not until it's, like, kind of as bad as it's going to be before it starts to hurt a lot.
1: Well, that's kind of the thing. So, uh, obviously it, like I hurt my back started coming back to training and you know like I was so kind of motivated after being in Poland I didn't want to like lose all the work that I'd done yeah. you know I was really keen to like keep up that sort of level of intensity and stuff and I had some sort of competitive goals that I was aiming towards so as you know I kind of got back into the swing of things with training and then over the course of maybe about six to nine months or something like that um it just progressively got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And, worse. and you know, mm. I, I'm a very, very sort of uh, stubborn person, you know. Yeah. I really, really didn't want to kind of just give up, you know, especially after having like knee surgery. And, yeah. you know, like only just kind of getting back to the point <laughs> where I was like, yeah, I'm ready to like take on the world and do all the things that I've always dreamed of. You know, so I just kind of didn't really accept that I had this injury. I was determined that it was just gonna go away. Mm-hmm. So I just kept training, just kept training. I was like, you know, over time I was like, this is getting really, really bad. But I just <laughs> like couldn't accept that I had to like stop. So I just kept going, I just kept going, and I just kept going. And uh, I was over in Poland again for like a summer training camp. I was only over for a week, and uh, that 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 was the final straw. I mean, it was already... I shouldn't have even gone to that camp, to be honest. My back was in a terrible state. But I still went, because I'm just... (laughs) Well, when they
0: have to take you there on a stretcher. uh, Well, (laughs) I mean, I virtually came home on a
1: stretcher. (laughs) It was so bad. I can't remember exactly, like, what, like, the one singular thing was. But when I was over at that summer camp, I think I managed maybe, like, one or two days of training. And then after that, I was in the hospital. Like, I was in a wheelchair. And then I was stuck in my bed for the rest of the whole time. I literally was like, couldn't move out my bed, I couldn't walk. The pain I was in was like, oh. just, I mean, like nothing I've ever experienced in my life. Like, I couldn't even go to the toilet. I couldn't do nothing, you know. That's uh awful. Yeah, it was really, really bad. Uh, so then after that, uh, came back to the UK I started, you know, kind of taking the whole thing a lot more seriously. <laughs> uh, got involved with the doctors and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, I got an MRI scan and it turns out that the slip disc had calcified on the outside of my spine Mm. and uh, it was really, really, like the MRI scan, the um, surgeon or consultant said, you know, I was expecting it to be bad, but I didn't realise it was going to be that bad when he (laughs) saw my scan and it was so, so bad. The, uh, the calcification, like, when he showed me it on the scan, the calcification was literally, like, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> like, a millimetre away from my bladder and bowel nerve. So the slightest, like, I mean, the tiniest further injury... And I would have been like completely incontinent, you know, just, I mean, that it was, it was just really, really, really serious. And I'm incredibly... That would incredibly... have been super fun though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it would have what? been fun. <laughs> what? I mean... Who doesn't uh... want to live in Tana Pants? <laughs> <laughs> you never have to get up to go to the toilet again. <laughs> That's true.
0: I mean... Think I was... of all you could get done. <laughs>
1: I suppose, you know, a lesson in life is how you sort of, you know, the perspective that you put on things. (laughs) So had my life gone that way, then I would be glad to speak to you and have you spin it that way. That would make me feel better. my issue is I catastrophize (laughs) everything so
0: um, I always go to the worst case scenario like when um, I trapped my sciatic nerve Mm -hmm. last year Mm -hmm. um, after about three days of it being like the worst it's ever going to be I was like so this is my life now I have to figure Mm -hmm. out how I'm going to live with this and how I'm going to train with this like ridiculous nerve in my leg and then like actually a a few days ago I I got shampoo in my eyes when I was uh, washing my hair and I was like oh no I wonder what I'm going to call my dog because I'm going to need a C and I dog, obviously. Oh, of course, yeah. Like, okay, there's the link, yeah. Yeah.
1: But <laughs> just like, oh, what am I going to call my dog? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to So I, I can no longer
0: see. This is my life now. Mm. Um, but.
1: Is I it catastrophizing know. or is it just forward planning? <laughs> yeah. Like this is yeah. my problem. I've never
0: had to plan for the future before. So <laughs> now when things happen I'm like shit, I have to build this into my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. No. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like so with the calcification and stuff, like what did the what did they have to do to get it back to the moment? get your mobility back like did they like just
1: remove the disc yeah so did you come back shorter than you Uh, uh, before? (laughs) well I didn't actually do like a measurement of my height before and after (laughs) but to be honest I was like pretty crippled by the time I had surgery and stuff so I probably would (laughs) have actually grown after surgery because my posture would be like better (laughs) so (laughs) yeah uh no I think the surgery was that they went in and they took out the obviously the calcification on the outside and then I think Mm. they took out a lot of the sort of disc material that was on the inside as well Mm. because it was just it really was just a big mess in there like did they like because
0: who was I speaking to I had a conversation with someone about um like replacing discs with uh, prosthetic discs and Mm -hmm, stuff like mm -hmm, was that given to you as an option no no
1: Uh, I was given three options at the time so option number one was to wait five years and your body, like, do nothing for five years, like, stop jujitsu, jitsu stop all your mm. stuff, wait five years, and by that time your body will kind of just, like, get used to the pain almost, so yeah. you'll kind of maybe manage to, like, get back on with life again after five years. It was like, so oh, after that's the,
0: not an option. After the half a second you took to <laughs> rationalise that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so option number two was what's called a spinal roadblock, which is uh, when you get, like, a steroid injection direct into the site, and that's uh, supposed to dramatically reduce inflammation and can sometimes help the sort of burstitis uh, sort of shrink Mm. back down. But the thing was that wasn't really, like, a guaranteed
0: fix. You know, it was... uh, The
1: calcification's,
0: like, permanent, surely. Yeah, exactly,
1: (laughs) yeah. Uh, So... There, I think I can't remember exactly what the statistics of it working were at the time but it was maybe like I don't know like a 30% chance that it would work or something like that hmm. and I just didn't really feel like hanging around you know I was like I'm yeah. in so much I mean I'm in so much pain like I honestly could like hardly walk like the pain was unreal Uh, you know and I, like virtually I, like dropped foot and everything it was like really really bad so I was like I just, I made a decision, obviously it was quite a d- tough decision because yeah. spinal surgery has a lot of potential for things to go wrong, oh, yeah. you
0: know. It's the uh, the highway for the body, like <laughs> your nervous <Yeah>. system,
1: so, <laughs> yeah. like one wrong slip and you can't walk. Exactly, exactly, so, you know, it was a pretty difficult time to be honest, you know, I didn't really feel like I had some very good options in front of me, you know, mm. but I decided to take a chance and go with the surgery, Um and I'm glad I did because obviously I could train now. i still do yeah. have like back issues quite significantly. So how long did the issues? recovery take um, after your surgery? Mm. And like, what was the
0: like? Did you have to do uh like a lot of post op um what's it called? Exercises and
1: stuff. Yeah, to... yeah, yeah. I mean. I said this a lot throughout my recovery. If I had known how difficult it was going to be to go through a recovery process, I probably wouldn't have, like, even gone for the <laughs> surgery in the first place. I know how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad that I did. It's good, it's good that you don't know beforehand how bad it's going to be, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I literally had to, like, relearn how to do everything. I mean... I literally had to, like, relearn just how to stand, you know. I couldn't even do a sit-up. I couldn't, like, I mean, it's just, it's mental to believe how difficult all of life was compared to now, you know, because obviously I can, like, do all sorts of training and stuff. But, Mm. I mean, literally, like, I used to, so the beginning, like, straight after surgery, it was very basic stuff, just, like, kind of first couple of days, like, learn to walk again. And then... After that it was kind of getting used to like standing up and sitting down, but you know, getting like the transition from like lying down to sitting up and you know, I mean that sounds Mm. like such a simple thing just to get up from lying down but
0: not when your back's been cut in half.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And you know, like even just like tensing a muscle in my back was like agonizing, you know, like Mm. I'd literally like scream out in pain. So can you imagine like trying to like get up from a lying down position? without, like, tensing any muscle in your back, you know, like, it's, oh. I mean, I hope I never have to go through back surgery again, <laughs> I really hope so. Well, if anything, you'll look after your back a bit more now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had to <clears throat> relearn how to do absolutely everything, and, you know, I just, and it's it's good, it's, it is good. Because it means that I've learned so much more about my body. Like I'm much more yeah in connection with everything. I'm very You're more aware of it. Yeah, mm. I'm. I understand what it takes to like have a healthy body and what it feels like to have a healthy body. And I have so much more respect for my body and you appreciate now as well. It a bit more. Yeah, I mean, like sometimes you know I get a bit down. I'm like, oh, like why don't I have this or not like materialistically, but I'm kind of yeah. like, oh, why am I not where I want to be or whatever. And I'm like. Yeah, Arizona. Remember that time when you used to like walk at like old granny, uh, look at old grannies walking in the street and be jealous of them because they could walk better than you could like, you know, come on, reality check. Did they give you a Zimmer frame? Uh, I don't think I had a Zimmer frame, no, because that would have been bad for my posture. That's true. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have really liked one. <laughs> would have helped. Well, it wouldn't have helped, but did you have you like know. any braces or anything to help with
0: your posture and stuff? Uh,
1: no, I didn't have any braces or anything like that. But I did. Oh, I just God. I mean, it's so long ago now, and oh, so much of life has happened since <laughs> then. I can't even. How remember.
0: long ago was it? I haven't even asked. Well, I it mean,
1: it's not actually technically been that long. But I'm a forgetful person, and a lot of life has happened since <laughs> then. But uh, so the surgery was in September 2016. Okay. So it's coming up on...
0: It's like 18 months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two years nearly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. It's my surgery anniversary. (laughs) surgery Oh, I have to have like a little little celebration. (laughs) Get yourself a cake. I will get myself a cake. A carrot cake. And a banana cake. I was literally just going to (laughs) say carrot cake. Get a massive one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't actually get a massive carrot cake because I'm supposed to be on a bit of a diet just now because i am thinking about well i'm not thinking i am taking a step towards mma so oh. yeah so i need to be a bit more watchful of my weight um what's brought that on um, you just want to pu- get punched in the face well i want to punch more than be punched <laughs> but uh i don't know i mean i've been doing jiu jitsu for a while and i absolutely love jiu and i'm always going to do jiu like <laughs> forever compete and all that sort of stuff but i'm just the sort of person that always wants to kind of like acquire new skills and keep learning more and you know push myself further all that kind of stuff Hmm. and uh one of the things as well is that it's probably gonna be a bit easier to make a career out of you know like to actually make some money out of mma than it is jiu-jitsu yeah uh, like and there I'm, aren't
0: very many avenues for it at the moment yeah yeah
1: and fighting I think is really what I was born to do if you believe in that kind of thing you know whether or not yeah. I say i have just made it what I want you're to do born, you're born into it, you know. a hyper competitive
0: family apparently and well yeah so <laughs> everyone yeah. was super
1: stoked on beating each other up especially yeah, your mum yeah, mom. yeah. <laughs> My mum, I would say, is probably, like, the most vicious. <laughs> I bet she couldn't wait to choke you. She's like, a legitimate reason oh, to yeah, choke these Oh, yeah, motherfuckers. yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And she's got such bony elbows and stuff as well, you know. She was not afraid to, like, take those in, you know. Hayley's been showing me some of that stuff. Like, um, mm.
0: like Marisha is really good at showing, um, like, some, like, severe, like, things. Like, just odd things where you could put your hands just to make them feel it a little bit more. Oh dig your dig your elbows into their spine. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I mean I fully believe in like pain <laughs> compliance in Jiu-Jitsu, you know. <laughs> that is a part of jujitsu. It's a context for you know? Yeah. It is. It's it's good time. Yeah.
0: Um <laughs> I'm a big fan of inflicting pain on my partners. Well. I am <laughs> like I think I've mentioned it in almost every one of these podcasts. I've mm. petted my brother so much mm. to come into, um, like just to try the jujitsu class mm. so that I have a legitimate reason to choke him. <laughs> yep. And it's like He refuses. <laughs> like I, I say, to, like when we meet up and stuff, I'm like, let me show you this wrist lock. I learned, let mm. me show you this, uh, choke that I learned. He's like, no get away from me do it to my son His on seven <laughs> he's like do it to him and i'll i'll see if i want it done to, to me
1: I'm like no i like the kid yeah <laughs> i'm not really sure that as a parent that is right for him to say that <laughs> uh, yeah i love him but
0: um he, he has recently started taking um thai boxing at mm-hmm. my gym cool. yeah so um like there's some crossover that can happen, like literally just the clinch, mm. and like some takedowns and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe I'll do that with him. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, let me show you how I take yeah, people down. Yeah, 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 Oh,
1: you landed in a choke. <laughs> oh, no. how could you?
0: <laughs> but no, I like there is a part of me that thinks that, um, like, he has his apprehensions about it, but. Um, mm it is one of those things where i'm like i know that as soon as he tries his first class he's gonna yeah yeah
1: because
0: he's a lot like me like i i enjoy the technicality of the sport Mm -hmm. um more than the physicality i like Mm -hmm. that it forces me to think about Mm. um literally everything Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. um a lot like yourself um for me, one of the most liberating things that jiu-jitsu has done is allowed me to appreciate my body for what it can do, not mm. for how it looks. Um, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. that's, uh, for me, that's a very important distinction. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons that it gave me so much confidence when I started. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I wasn't in a great place when I started. So, mm. like, allowing uh, myself to separate, like, the two was uh, extremely beneficial for me because mm. when I started to focus on my jiu-jitsu, mm. it meant that I was, wasn't looking at my body for everything that I hated about it. It was mm. uh, the things that I had available to me in order to apply mm. the techniques. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm. I was speaking to um, the girls that I was training with last night about um, how... Uh, everybody's jujitsu is different like Mm -hmm. one of the best things about the sport is everybody knows all of the same moves Mm -hmm. but everybody's body works in a different way yeah yeah, so it's always interesting to see how people Mm -hmm. pick up on certain things Mm -hmm. and like that's
1: that's just it's so fun (laughs) (laughs) i I love it so much (laughs) yep me too that's why kind of everyone who uh, is involved with in jiu-jitsu you know kind of just joins up to the jiu-jitsu cult yeah. you know yeah
0: like <laughs> Go join you know oh it's
1: God. so amazing <laughs> but like, i i totally get you about the whole body thing you know like i'm i'm like a bigger girl myself you know and mm. you know probably before i would compare myself to skinnier girls be like oh why can't i be like that but nowadays being a bigger girl is a great thing because i'm yeah. like you know what like that makes me strong <laughs> you know like i can create like savage pressure on people you know like and i have to admit like your arms are amazing. Oh, Cheers. Like... Harry <laughs> like Smash.
0: You're like the eighty nine Hulk Hogan. <laughs> it's like...
1: Yes.
0: You need to record like a, a video bite by... like <laughs> call someone out and just like... What are you gonna do when the 24 inch pythons run wild on you? Like, you know you need it in your I life. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> you need to dress up in your Hulkamania style. Call someone out, they dress up as Randy Savage. And then,
1: boom. I think that this is great promotional material. It is. It is. I think I'm gonna make that my next event.
0: <laughs> it's gonna. Like, um, the last Clios, Dan and like the guys who run it, they like the, um, the theme was, uh, WWE mm. and I was so gutted because it's like the first time I haven't been able to compete at Cleos mm, Um, mm-hmm. it's like one of my favorite competitions mm. and like, um, there are people like fighting in singlets and stuff because oh, it was a no competition. Uh, yeah. I was like. The one time I get to dress up like Macho Man Randy uh, Savage and I can't do it. That's not fair. <laughs> That's
1: disappointing. It is,
0: it is. But Dan like came dressed as like the ultimate warrior and it was literally one of the best things I've ever witnessed. Amazing.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, backed by popular demand you can do it a second time, you know? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> and and Halloween's coming up as well, you know? Exactly. Maybe you just turn up a training dressed up, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh. Now all he needs is like a ridiculous Coke habit and then
1: home oh, you
0: know. well, actually no you no know, don't
1: know what people do behind closed doors <laughs>
0: everyone in the yeah. ww is on coke in the 80s it's obvious from, from the promotional materials i love it but um have you seen dan's ninja warrior um audition tape no i haven't because <laughs> that's amazing is it <laughs> i'll show you it later like, someone told me that he was on Ninja Warrior. Like, mm. I found the uh, footage on YouTube and mm. it's, like, literally one of the greatest things oh I've god, seen. Oh my god, I didn't even know he tried. Yeah, he's, like, in, um, like, a a leopard print, um, Oh, leopard, leopard print is thing. my favourite. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he goes a bit mental.
1: Did he manage to get through? No. No. no, but he but, gave
0: it a good go. Uh, I think he's been on it twice. He might have been on it twice. I, I can't remember, but... I'll have to see this. Show me after. I will, I will. So, <laughs> um, you've had, like, your wicked knee and back injuries. Mm. So, it sounds like up until Brown Belt, you had a pretty smooth yeah. run of Yeah, jiu-jitsu. yeah, yeah, I have. So, um, like, have you competed throughout your career in jiu-jitsu or is it like did that come later, or is it something that you started like
1: no no I competed since the beginning I think my first ever competition was like a month and a half after I started love it Uh, and it was one of those I remember I was like messaging one of my friends on messenger and it was like I don't know, like five minutes to midnight and the registration and closing was like midnight and I was like, oh my god, should I do it? Should I not? And then I was like, okay, I've done it! And we were like, oh my god, <laughs> oh my what god. are we doing? You know, it was so dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I'm so random! <laughs> I probably did say that then because that word was so in fashion then. <laughs> uh, yeah. But my first competition didn't actually go that well. Like, it went near bad, but... Uh, I did get a judo thrown by, like, some judo black belt. Love it. And I, I don't think I even... had white how- belt? Yeah, back, well, this is the thing, when I, when I was competing, um, This scene in Scotland was, like, tiny. Yeah, so you, you know? would have been mixed. Belts. So it was literally just, like, any female <laughs> in one division, yeah. regardless of experience, you know. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I got some good experiences out of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. you get some interesting matchups. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like, uh, at Clios, they mix uh, all of the coloured belts together for the females, um, all right, uh-huh. which is is good because mm. like it meant like i've got to fight uh, up at purple a couple of times Ooh. so it's nice to see like the disparity in mm. um, mm-hmm. like technique and movement and I, stuff. it's
1: really cool to, like actually com- it's one thing like spar against a higher belt but to actually compete against a higher belt is mm. something else and it's yeah. quite an experience i did that when i was i fought one of the world pro trials i was a purple belt and i fought against a brown belt from Poland called Karolina Zawodnik or something like that and uh, it was the first time I'd ever ever competed against a higher belt and I mean it wasn't like my best competition uh, because I did that whole thing you know where you just kind of overthink it and you overthink it so much that you don't actually do anything you know you're just (laughs) kind of like but still it was really really good to actually like fight against a higher belt and be like Mm -hmm. oh so that's what I need to, you know, that's where yeah. I need to be. That's what I need to, that's what I need to be like, you know.
0: Yeah. It, like, and it, like, it is super interesting just to feel the difference in pressure, to feel the mm. difference mm-hmm. in uh, movement and stuff. And, like, um, I roll with Hayley a lot at the gym and... We have some good rucks, but, like, 90% of the time I'm almost positive that she's just playing with me. She's just like, oh, no, oh, no, you've caught me, you've caught me. Oh, no. (laughs) Like, occasionally I'll catch something and I'll be like, she wasn't expecting this. And then uh, I'll be able to move forward from that. But then every other time I think she's just, like, giving things a try and then moving things out. So when I got to actually fight purple belts at competition mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was nice to have them like mm-hmm. smash the shit out of me I was like oh so this is where Hayley's at <laughs> <laughs> That's, okay right excellent this is what I need to work towards
1: <laughs> this is one of this. This is one of the things that I just absolutely love about Jiu Jitsu like you know like obsessively just really really love is you know in Jiu Jitsu when you fight against someone who's better than you sometimes like maybe that person like beats you by like smashing the shit out of you But, like, really, like, when you fight against a higher belt, you know, and they beat you just through, like, beauty and, like, you know, smooth, like, tricky moves and just, like, Mm. little, like, you know, like, like, you get swept and it's not even like you got swept because you just got, like, pushed over by, like, the force of a hundred fucking, like, horses or something. (laughs) You actually just get swept as though, like, the tiniest, like, piece of wind just, Mm. like, you know, whipped you over because it's just, like, so, you know... It's like Ugh. you're back
0: in training and you're drilling the 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 um the sweep and then it's literally just like there's nothing I could have done to stop this yeah, as you're yeah, rolling over.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> it just I mean every time something like that happens, it just it just blows my mind and it just makes me go like shit. This is why I love jiu-jitsu, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like nothing that, like I love like love wrestling. I'm I mean all martial arts I think have. You the, know, yeah this... they all have a play yeah uh-huh but jiu is just like what do you think is more important in jiu-jitsu judo or wrestling oh mm, well i mean if you're speaking about jiu-jitsu strictly like in the gi then i would probably say judo but if you're speaking about jiu-jitsu more broadly in terms of like you know it's kind of nogi and if you're gonna have gi... a rounded
0: jiu-jitsu game mm-hmm. you're gonna compete if you were gonna like smash the competition circuit mm-hmm, mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. like everything, which one?
1: I would probably say judo, mm. because in wrestling you know you're kind of taught not really to like be on your back, whereas that's a big part of like jujitsu. Mm. But my personal preference preference out of judo and wrestling is wrestling, because I love how athletic it is and mm. fast and dynamic and powerful, and you've got to really commit to when you do something yeah. in wrestling.
0: But, like, the only counter I would say to that is, mm. like, whilst wrestlers are taught to, like, keep off their back, well, judo, they're taught to keep off the back as well because they give up their yeah, back a Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true, I'd say that's very true. Mm I don't know. I mean, I think, undeniably, like, the gi in judo is a big part of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's a massive part. Uh, you know hard to say because you get a lot of wrestlers who come in who are like fierce as fuck you know yeah like and that in itself like athleticism although like obviously technique is better than athleticism Mm. athleticism does still make a big difference if you go fighting against somebody who's like just you know like very very fit very fast hard fighter you know no matter how technical you are you're still gonna really struggle you know yeah So, but then again, a lot of judo fighters as well are really tough and you know Mm -hmm. hard and you know move quickly and you know (sighs) I don't know like
0: personally I haven't had a lot of experience between the two. I've got a lot of experience of being thrown by judo people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I haven't had as much experience with wrestlers, but the Mm -hmm. experience I have had, um, with wrestlers they, it's not a matter of um like with judo it's more like throws that go straight to the ground Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but with wrestling they like you can just be broken down like piece Mm -hmm. by piece yeah yeah, so Uh if they attack like you'll either be on their back or something they'll get up and like go into a Mm -hmm. table and then walk their things back and stuff and Mm -hmm, then they'll mm -hmm. escape or if you're trying to do the same thing they'll like take an Mm -hmm. arm away they'll take a leg away Mm -hmm, and then they start mm -hmm, locking mm -hmm, things up mm um but yeah like but like, as you say, they both have their benefits. It's Absolutely, just, yeah. It's just interesting to see what people
1: think. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, if I had to choose between the two, I would definitely choose wrestling because... Singlets, I know, I know. <laughs> Yeah, just <laughs> singlets. <laughs> I mean, leopard print singlet, I need that in my life. I need leopard print everything in my life, to be honest. Well, for my, um,
0: for my competition in October, mm-hmm. I've got uh, a load of rash guards made for mm-hmm. it so we'll be and sending... uh, you've
1: made like you're getting them made yeah Ooh.
0: I'll show you them when we
1: finish <coughs>
0: they're very nice they oh. like them very um, but yeah we've got them Um. I wanted I want to do what Dan done and get like some singlets made as well because mm. I love the thought of singlets in um, nogi jitsu. I think it's mm. so fun <laughs> <laughs> I just want the women to turn up in like singlets it would be brilliant
1: <laughs> I think that would be pretty cool, to be honest. Mm. I mean, you know, singlets are pretty functional, you know. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Definitely. They make going to the toilet a little
1: a uh, yeah but um <laughs> you get ones with that... like a little flap or something no <laughs> <laughs> like the toilet flap from the pyjamas <laughs> yeah yeah
0: or like a zip that goes from like your belly button down to your bum hole <laughs> mm, yeah
1: but I'm just not sure if it would be comfortable with a zip like going through all those like danger zone danger zone <laughs> danger zones <laughs> you know <laughs> Danger zone is danger zone? What? Would you like to visit my danger zone? (laughs) Highway through my danger zone.
0: Yeah, I I can't imagine it would be overly comfortable. (laughs) The button fasteners wouldn't be much better either, Mm. unless they were like up here. Yeah. No i don't know i have to have a serious
1: think about this now velcro <laughs> velcro mm. <laughs> not sure that's secure enough <laughs> i'm
0: pretty sure it is <laughs> um so you started competing like uh, about yeah, six yeah. weeks into your uh jiu career yeah which I, I it's understandable especially if you're training like we training, like six days a week straight. Away? Oh
1: no 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 no! Uh, I wasn't training. So back
0: when you started, like, how often were you training? And
1: uh, Lord knows, uh, maybe <laughs> like four hour times. Or... A... No, I would have said like, I, I mean, it's so long ago. I can. This might not be accurate, but I would have said probably <laughs> it, four it's times It's nine a week. years ago. <laughs> not yeah, that bad. Yeah but so it, I can barely remember like what I did an hour ago you know how can I remember what I did nine years ago. That's a
0: good shout like I have lost most of my day. <laughs> I can't remember
1: Hi, so jump off your high horse <laughs> It
0: was never that high but I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna going to hurt off. myself by doing it
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah well that first competition <coughs> I was uh, I, saying earlier I got judo thrown by mm. some really good black belt and i didn't even know how to break fall at that point so my ribs got like obliterated in that fall amazing (laughs) yeah so uh but it didn't put me off um if anything it was just like
0: no i need to learn how to throw people
1: exactly yeah yeah yeah. uh i competed again quite a few times after that but again like oh there was one (laughs) (laughs) there was a one competition where i fought in a boys division because uh there wasn't any girls to fight. And it was just like a made-up division. I don't know if I would have even got like a medal or anything. But I fought against a boy called Darren Clark, who's a brown belt up here in Scotland, down in Fife. I lost to him, and uh, I fought with some other boy. I don't know his name, but uh, I beat him, and he really, really, really was not happy about it. Like, he was Aww. bitching to the ref throughout the whole match, and then at the end, he wouldn't, like, shake my hand or anything. He stormed off the mat. What? Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty shite to be <laughs> when honest. <were> you th- <laughs> was this recently? No, this was like when I was a white belt, when I was first ah. starting out. <clears throat> um, yeah, this is
0: one of the things that Gret said last week. Um, she was like, when women fight the guys, it's kind of a lose lose for them. So mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a Definitely. lot of them kind of like if if you do win, like it's, a lot of guys will just go, mm, I don't need to go up on the podium. Yeah, like, yeah, no yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... I've seen that in
0: like the women's competitions. I saw uh, a competition last year where one of the um, women competing refused to go onto the podium Yeah. because um, she was beaten by a white belt, who's a second Dan black belt in judo. Right. And because she had to, she had to wear her white belt mm-hmm. in the blue belt division. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to go onto the podium like at all. She's like, I'm not, i don't want to see that and it's like "Mm." like
1: sometimes you just need to get over yourself i definitely agree with that yeah you know i think that it's not really a good reflection on you if you're you know but also like at local competitions
0: does it really matter exactly exactly Mm.
1: does it matter in general you know a fight's a fight Who's it gonna you know, affect?
0: <laughs> yeah. Like is this gonna affect your life in general, past today, apart from like your self esteem yeah. for the next week or so?
1: I mean that's a massive indicator that your ego is not in the right place and you really need to sort that out because mm. you know, so long as you've got a big ego in jujitsu or in martial arts in general, or in life in general, yeah. you're not really gonna get where you want to be. Because your know. ego really gets in the way of a lot of things, you know. I don't know, my ego's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm... but I'm in a good way or a bad way.
0: I don't know. I'm pretty fucking great. That's my problem.
1: <laughs> There's <laughs> nothing wrong with being great. <laughs>
0: no, I, I'm I'm remarkably modest. I'm, if anything, I'm the most modest. I've won mm. awards for my modesty. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's my biggest flaw. I'm so modest. <laughs> but no, I I, I wholeheartedly understand i get what you're saying like um like i had this conversation with helen um we were talking about ego in mm. jujitsu a little mm. bit and she said uh, they've got signs in uh, the combat base mm. where they have uh, like one sign that says leave your ego at the door as you go in but then as you go through the door it says or bring it with you everyone else does
1: uh. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so
0: um like ego definitely has a place in jujitsu, mm. but um, it's definitely something that needs to be kept in check.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you have to be some like a zen master who's like, oh, you know, nothing affects me or whatever. Because I mean, that's <laughs> probably pretty unrealistic for like the majority of the population. But I think it's important to recognize when your ego is actually like working against, against you. you. Yeah. yeah, and when you're hurting other people as well, you know.
0: Yeah. Like that's my biggest issue with an ego. Mm-hmm. Um, I like my the biggest thing for me in competition. Like, I don't like hurting people at the best of times, mm-hmm. which is I'm probably in the wrong sport for. But um, like if I like because my finishes are um joint locks mm-hmm. uh, rather than chokes. Like I prefer mm-hmm. them. Like I am super careful when I put them on, mm-hmm. and like even at competition, I'd like put everything on super slow mm-hmm. and then move it up and everything. I don't rank rank don't just smash things on and Mm -hmm. like get things like that because like you have to have like a certain degree of respect for your opponent like not only have they um like taken the time out of their life to come and compete in this competition Mm -hmm. because they Mm -hmm. wanted to do this thing but um if you're disrespectful you're going to end up with no one to train with or who wants to fight you
1: yeah 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 i mean as much as this is an individual sport you're not going to get anywhere unless you've got people to train with you know Mm. whether that's training partners or competitors you know yeah uh you know i mean i think when you sign up for a competition you're signing up for the fact that you may get hurt you know i think that's Mm. you know that's part of the package when you sign up to compete you know because competing is different from sparring but at the same time i also wouldn't you know, intentionally go out of my way to, you know, like Palhara style, like hold on a submission after the tap or whatever, you know, yeah. like that's that's not okay. But at the same time, you know, like, I also think that it's important to remember that Jiu Jitsu is a fighting sport, you know. Mm. And it is about, you know, fighting. Yeah. And it's of course it's like fighting we will always have an ego <laughs> attached to it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Like, definitely. Um for the longest time I was like don't keep track of wins and losses yeah like, yeah but you do it subconsciously anyway mm. it's just like um <clears throat> who is it like one of my nephews uh like they had to play uh, i think it was football at school
1: mm-hmm. but
0: um they weren't keeping score i was mm. like well you're not but they are
1: mm, yeah 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 i So what they, they weren't and that was supposed to yeah it, what was the reason for that
0: well, I don't know because it doesn't really teach them anything apart from yeah. running around with a ball yeah. is tiring.
1: I get the whole, you know, like you should be rewarded for putting in any effort, that mm. kind of thing. You know, like well, just trying is... is worth something, and it is, but there does have to still be a winner and a loser. You know,
0: well, this is one of my um, my issues with the current climate mm-hmm. um, because um, everybody seems to be looking for. Um, Oh, what is it? Equity over equality. Mm-hmm. I think. What do you mean by that? So uh the way people have tended to progress, like uh previously, is you have outliers in society who either think a different way or they um excel in certain areas of study and because they excel they are given access to uh more uh things to allow them to excel further. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um What's happening? Like, so it's more apparent in our current school system. Mm-hmm. Um, so now um, you have like mixed ability classes. Mm-hmm. So if you have uh, a thirty students in your class, mm-hmm. you're likely going to have about five who excel, mm-hmm. uh, five or ten who are um, like poor, and then you have like the middle, mm-hmm. and rather than focusing on the people who like are likely going to succeed and need to be challenged, they aim at the lowest bracket. Mm. So they're creating equality Mm -hmm. in the class, Mm -hmm. but what they're doing is they're diminishing the, like the, i don't want to say smarter kids because it's not technically smarter it's um more to do with their engagement with the information mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. you're you're diminishing their engagement in the classes yeah, yeah at the expense of um focusing that attention on people yeah, who yeah. don't want to learn
1: uh-huh, uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. so you're you're bringing the goalposts more closely in line sure but you're doing it in the wrong way you mm. should be trying to push people to excel rather than trying mm-hmm. to bring people down
1: yeah I do agree that I, I agree yes it's just very difficult in the mm. current climate to
0: do something like that like mm. we had like <sighs> there's been a bit of a backlashing culture recently where um, like I don't know if you're a part of this generation Um, you say you're 27, 26, 26. So um, when I was growing up, I was what's known as a latchkey kid. All right, kind of. Um, where like all my parents worked all the time, and it was pretty much I was raised by my brothers and sisters. Yeah, yeah. I had other Mm -hmm. um friends who like just literally had run of the house, Mm -hmm. and you have people like that who have now grown up and they're starting their own families and mm-hmm. they don't want that for their children so they yeah, want yeah. them to be protected a little bit more because mm-hmm. there was like we were given too much freedom if yeah, anything, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah all it would have taken is one person to go oh would you like some sweets of course i want some sweets yeah. i'm 10 years old <laughs> like obviously but um now there's like a the culture's kind of gone too far the other way where mm. everything's over protective uh-huh um, yeah like, I remember cycling to school every day and it was like a three mile cycle from where I lived to thing. And this is when I was in year, we did it from like year one. It's like six years old. Me, my, oh, there's a whole load of us. We're like Roman Catholics. There's nine of us all together. And when everyone was oh. at the same school, it was like a proper convoy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um... <clears throat> like, that would never happen now. Well, I say never, like, it's less likely yeah, to happen yeah, yeah. now. Because Do you think that
1: we protective. live in a more dangerous world now, though? Yes. Um,
0: Information is power, and everybody has the world at their fingertips. Mm. So it's very easy to get information about individuals, like, things like um, Snapchat, Facebook, and Instagram. Anything where you can take a photo, your giving people your information mm. and like um I work in insurance and one of the things that we uh have been investigating we're looking at tools to um what is it you skim uh Facebook Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter and mm-hmm. then you look for um fraudulent uh activity within that so if someone's mm-hmm. got a claim on their policy um, and they say, oh, this, 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 and this happened on the um, the, the, report that they filed. And then right. we check their Facebook right. profile and they go, oh, I'm going to get this from my insurance company, mm. um, which has happened numerous times. Yeah. People blag about it on Facebook. Their mm. profile isn't private. Mm. And then we get give them a call and say, we've stopped your check because we found this on Facebook. Mm. And then all it takes is a screen grab mm. and we can deny everything.
1: How do you feel about that? Do you think it's okay that as a company you're, you know, I mean, fair enough, that information is being put out publicly. Yeah. But at the same time, you know. There's,
0: um, like, I, I understand that there's a moral ambiguity there. Mm. But, like, the way I see it, if I have nothing to hide, I have nothing to fear. Mm. So if I post material that I'm not comfortable with, then it's my fault for posting it yeah like um admittedly not everybody knows that like actually with the um what's it called that uh the hack thing that happened last year mm-hmm. from the facebook mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. like that kind of alerted people to um what's it called like the information and stuff that's being passed around by like the large companies now so mm-hmm. I think people are a bit more aware of the information and like more and more people take steps to kind of protect their information mm-hmm. and the um, recent GDPR act that mm. was um, put in place
1: yeah, me.
0: um, means that you can't just automatically um include things now like people Mm -hmm. literally have to press a button to be included on uh things and they have to opt in rather than opt out Mm -hmm. so that's very beneficial but you still like it doesn't really matter because you're going to be denied access to services if you don't opt in
1: yeah that's
0: yeah absolutely so um yeah it is like there is a big question mark over it for Mm me Mm -hmm. but um the way I see it currently, like I think like with regards to fraud, if we have the information available to us, I definitely think we should use it. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that they use it because for every person that they catch making a fraudulent claim, mm-hmm. that um, that claim is then put back into the pot, which means that everybody's premium can be reduced. Mm-hmm. So it's not about like there is a certain amount of profit that's made by an insurance company through premiums, but at the same time, um, a lot of people don't really understand that every time they make a claim, that claim comes out of a pool of money, and then that pool of money is then assessed at the, it's constantly being assessed. So um, the insurance insurance rates go up monthly Mm -hmm. at the moment, but like they're like, i told you earlier on like it's about 15 years behind technologically yeah yeah so um if at the moment if we want to change a rate for a single policy not a policy for a scheme that's out in the market it's like a six week lead in time Mm -hmm. so if we change it now it will go live in october Mm -hmm. no november like the beginning of november okay so um that means that our pricing team have to like kind of be on top of the information that they have. Mm-hmm. And if we're losing loads and loads of money to claims, our base premiums are going to go up, which means our overall premiums are going to go up. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's... See, when it comes to fraud, I'm happy for them to just... Yep, yeah, nope, sorry, taking this. Like, there's also a part in in most insurance policies there is uh something in there that says if you make a fraudulent transaction against like, if you make a fraudulent claim against your policy we reserve the right to uh, retain all premiums that we've received and mm. basically cancel the policy mm. from its inception so mm. you weren't covered at all Ooh. so um a lot of it is people don't really understand what the insurance is for mm. or they they feel entitled to the money that they pay because they haven't claimed
1: mm-hmm.
0: but um it's it's weird like I I do I enjoy insurance almost as much as I enjoy uh, jiu-jitsu yeah like I'm very fortunate in that I have a job that I find engaging mentally as much as mm. like my, my sport yeah. it's one of the reasons why I enjoy jiu-jitsu so much because mm. I get the same level of engagement mm. um don't get me wrong it's frustrating a lot and I um uh, it stresses me out but so does jujitsu some of the time yeah so, yeah yeah like everything, definitely everything has its ups and downs
1: <laughs> yeah i mean if it was all one-sided then you wouldn't really appreciate what it is because you know no. happiness is only appreciated in contrast to sadness or whatever yeah that rough kind of saying things exactly. you know
0: this like I, I had this conversation with my friend the other day like i firmly believe that, um happiness is always going to be like the equal opposite of what you've experienced sadness wise Mm -hmm. so like if you've never really gone through any hardship in your life it's very difficult to be happy because oh
1: yeah yeah (laughs) yeah
0: you just have this doesn't really work on a podcast but my hands are out and they're very close (laughs) (laughs) together yeah (laughs) but if you've had like hardships and you've really been tested as a person and your sadness levels are like Mm -hmm.
1: in the mega minus it Mm. just means
0: that when something good does happen you appreciate Mm. it a lot more and you feel a lot happier
1: literally like what we were saying about back surgery earlier you know like on a bad day I'm able to sit and look back and be like oh remember when you couldn't walk Arizona and then I'm like (laughs) okay, yeah, okay, I'm going to be happy right now, you know, I don't <laughs> need to wallow in whatever, <laughs> you know. Just wallow in self-pity for a bit. <laughs> well, I mean, everyone's allowed, my friend coined this term, she calls it hippo time, Which is time when you (laughs) just allow yourself to just like, you know, just yeah, just just be sad for a while and just let yourself have that time. But you know, you can't let it go on forever. As long as you're not a hungry hungry hippo and you're not shouting "Give me your marbles" to people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) well, that that could be fun. Why not? To be honest, that could be a thing that would be a happy thing. You know, make you laugh. You know. Yeah. (laughs) It might get you put in a mental asylum, but I don't know. why not give me your marbles you've lost your marbles give me your marbles <laughs> what
0: um so what have we talked about we've talked about competing we've talked about your uh, surgeries we've talked about your enjoyment in the sport mm. because you fucking love
1: it apparently. I do I fucking love I jiu-jitsu fucking love I it. fucking love it I just love all fighting so um
0: I asked this question to everyone like mm-hmm obviously you started um in the sport uh like when it was kind of in its infancy in this mm, country anyway mm-hmm. so how how do you feel about um oh, how do i want to phrase this like you've got to watch the sport grow mm-hmm. so you get to watch the engagement with um, the the female community grow as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Like,
0: how have you felt watching that grow, like, around you? And is there anything that you've done to kind of push it forward or wanted to do to kind of progress it a little more than it was?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm just biased, I guess. But every time I meet a female who's kind of coming into training or thinking about it, I'm just all over it like a rash because, <laughs> you know, I just... I know how uh, life-changing... This is like the cult coming out here, but I know how life-changing Jiu-Jitsu can be, you know, in terms of your confidence, your mm. how you think about yourself, you know, how you think in general, your abilities, problem-solve and all that sort of stuff. It really gives you, like, almost like a purpose in life, you know, kind of. Yeah. Uh, I just think that Jiu-Jitsu is such a great thing for women especially, you know. Like, we don't really in our culture, I wouldn't say that women are really sort of like pushed into sport and exercise isn't really a thing that like Mm. is sort of encouraged as much for women. And I think that's a real shame because we've got so much that we can bring to the table, especially in jujitsu. Like, you know, our sort of natural attributes as women can actually make us really exceptional fighters, you know? So, uh, I love, 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 love seeing that there are so many women who train now, and that that's growing all the time. I mean, that really just makes my heart sing. Uh, I I would like to do more, like on a grand scale, you know, like just get every woman in the world to start training (laughs) GDC. I would love to do that. (laughs) I'm only one person, but no, every every woman that I do come into contact with, like direct person to person. I just, I give them my everything, you know, like I really, I go above and beyond to, you know, support them in every way I possibly can to make their, you know, to make it easier for them to stay with it, Mm. you know, to encourage them to keep coming back, you know, because I know how difficult it was for me, if it wasn't for my mum, for example, in the beginning, you know, I don't know if I would have managed to stick it out, you know, who knows, you can't really say, because, you know, it's just guessing, but it does really, really help to have, like, a companion to just kind of be your, like, almost like a mentor, or, like a supporter or something. You know, who always got your back. So every, every girl that I come into contact with who's even thinking about training or doesn't maybe take, like, one class or something, they just get, like, Arizona 100%, you know? Like, whatever you need, I'm here, you know? <laughs> I'm just going to watch over you the whole time. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, like, you know... Sorry, like hang over them like a black cloud or something. But <laughs> but I do, you know, I I do <clears> always make it very very clear that I will do whatever I can, you know, yeah, really really do whatever I can, whether that's just like being a pal <laughs> or whether it's like you know give them like a sick little technique that's gonna fuck all the boys up or whatever, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna show you this wrist lock that they're not allowed to do for a little while. Yeah <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, but i know jiu-jitsu jiu-jitsu is such a good thing mm. such a good thing it's such a mental martial art i don't mean like mental like oh it's mental i mean like you know like mental in your brain you know it really is like a thinking martial art yeah it's it just i, th- I think i saw a thing i think it was like joe rogan said it or something it was like you know In Jiu-Jitsu, you see, like, the best guys, a lot of the best guys are all, like, nerds and geeks and stuff like that, you know? And that's really, like, that says a lot about Jiu-Jitsu, you know? It really attracts people who are smart or people who want to engage their brain, Mm. you know? And for that reason, I think Jiu-Jitsu is really amazing and that's why I think as well that girls can be so good at it because we, Mm. I think we have that brain that is capable of, you know feeling and you know like sort of lateral thinking and creativity not that guys can't do that either but i i know like as a woman and meeting other women that we do have a our brains work in different ways they, you they know? really do um like oh when is it
0: like uh girls and young women tend to excel more at school i know mm-hmm. that much like, at least in the uh, early formative years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, the um, the progression kind of evens out, like, uh, back end of secondary school and stuff. Mm-hmm. But with women, like, because you're... Uh, I don't even know how to phrase it. Like, you have more empathy for one another. You talk yeah. more. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. you're just... Like you're more engaged with one another on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Like I know, um, like especially like personally when I was growing up, there were a lot of kind of blockers in my relationship with my male friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I want to talk to people, mm-hmm. but uh, we were talking about this before. I I put blockers in place myself so that I didn't let people see my feelings. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that's kind of how like men are raised. Mm. But um there is kind of a mentality to be like harder, better, faster, stronger Mm. when it comes to Mm -hmm. guys. And like, there is like, it's not as prevalent now. I think, I think Mm. it's more like the, the playing field is becoming a lot more level. Like Mm -hmm. the, the generation that's coming up now is fascinating to me because Mm. everyone is so open and Mm. everyone talks about everything Mm -hmm. with one another. Mm. And it's because, again, it's because of the internet. Like, mm. all of the information's there mm-hmm. for them, like, straight away. Mm. But, um...
1: Oh, yeah, what was my point?
0: <laughs> I do this a lot. I, I do it all the time, it's fine.
1: <laughs> well, there was one thing that I was going to say is about that, like, harder, faster, better, stronger thing. Yeah. You know, uh, I had a really interesting conversation with my mum recently um, about that whole idea of, you know, like, kind of this sort of idea that, you know, in order to get things in life, you've got to push harder and, you know, like, work, you know, like, kill yourself more and suffer more and mm. struggle harder and all that kind of stuff. And I don't think that's necessarily right. No. Um, I do. You do definitely have to work, you work have to, work to, work to deserve the things that you want, you know. You've got to put in the work. You can't just want to be a Jiu-Jitsu world champion, for example, and then just mm. have it happen, you know. But, like... <sighs> I, I,
0: I agree to a certain extent yeah I agree to a certain extent but what I would say is um, I I encourage people to work smarter rather than mm, work harder mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. when you're working smarter you're engaging and um, mm. everything that's going to help and you're you're removing as much of the negative equity from the um, from what you're mm. trying to achieve mm. um, just by stopping. So like rather than attacking it head on straight Mm -hmm. away and Mm -hmm. then progressing at a steady rate, Mm -hmm. you take a chunk of time at the beginning Mm -hmm. and plan out what you want Mm -hmm. and then you can progress a lot faster Mm -hmm. because of it because you know what the goals are, you know how to achieve it a bit better Mm -hmm. rather than just blindly plodding into something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, but like it's not to say that smashing hasn't got anyone anywhere because it obviously has. Yeah, like, that's for why we sure, have the Olympics sure. uh-huh, and... uh-huh. But then like again at some point they have to have a trainer step in and say, This is how you're gonna train now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like nutrition that plays a massive part in it. And like this is how I know I'll never be a world class athlete because I enjoy chocolate too much mm. and pizza. Like there's no way that I can well I can't just indulge once every now and then like
1: my issue is honestly like I disagree I think that you literally can do anything that you want to do and you don't have to follow the norm of like what is already the you know this is a template to become a world champion no chocolate no overindulgence whatever let's say this is just me this is just my opinion but you can do whatever you want to do if you just find the right way to apply yourself you know no. That's just my opinion, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> no, you are you're you're, right, you're right. the thing is, if you keep if everyone keeps doing the same thing all the time, there's no innovation. Yeah, you know, and I'm not saying that eating chocolate all the time is innovation. <laughs> <but> <laughs> <laughs> it's enjoyable. <laughs> nah, but I do. I mean, I think I'm kind of disagreeing in a more generalized way, in that I don't, I, I disagree with you know, this is a template and this is the only way to achieve. X. Yeah. I think that there are lots of different ways to achieve X. Mm. And you know, sometimes that might be chocolate or whatever. That might be, you know, I don't know, like some uh, routine or whatever. I don't really know, but I just I don't think that yeah, there's the more only than one way... way to skill a cat, skin a cat. Yeah. Not skill a cat. Skill skin it. <laughs> I'm not sure about skilling cats. <laughs> <laughs> skill them up <laughs> like an RPG. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um Okay, so before we finish, mm-hmm. last question. Mm-hmm. If you were going to uh if you were gonna do one thing that would improve uh, female engagement within the sport, mm. what would it be if you had unlimited time and resources? Mm.
1: I think well Maybe this will kind of answer the question. So I run beginner's classes at the weekends at the moment. And uh, one thing that I have found when kind of inducting women to jiu-jitsu is that they're... Maybe this is is generalisation, but this is what I've learned from my experience. So maybe my experience is limited, but it's my opinion. I think that women need a bit more of an induction than men because there's, you know, for example, like a lot of women that come in are kind of like scared to even do like a forward role and stuff like that you know yeah whereas guys kind of not they so throw much themselves
0: into it yeah
1: um and I think that the whole again like just as women we're not really like we're not really like physical in the same way that men are and I think that that's a thing that kind of needs to be addressed in the beginning it takes a bit longer to kind of and not all girls, you know, like no. me, for example, like just kind of growing up and like kind of like an environment, we we're always fighting all the time. It wasn't such a big deal to just jump straight in, but for a lot of girls out there, you know, it's it's not like that, you know, and it is a big deal to even just do mm. a forward roll so or you... whatever, you know. For that, like I, I hundred percent agree. Like mm-hmm. some
0: more time needs to be taken for those things, but mm-hmm. that's where. Um, like the cerebral aspect comes in because mm. I find for a lot of women, it's not just mm. a case of, um, oh, I can't do that. It's more a case of, why am I doing that? Uh-huh. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Mm. If you take the time to explain, this is what we do when mm. we, mm-hmm. like, if you're thrown, this is a safe way mm-hmm. to break for, and mm. this is what we train uh, at the beginning of every class. The same mm-hmm. with, like, uh, shrimping or the technical stand up. Mm-hmm. If you explain why you're. Mm-hmm doing those movements mm-hmm. they're more likely to uh, engage with the movement and yeah, kind of yeah. pick it up and like yeah. you still have the same um difficulties <laughs> with the coordination like especially with like the technical standout I've, like it's very rare that someone comes in and goes I've got it straight away yeah, yeah, yeah. like as soon as you say opposite hand and foot they're like the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um yeah I I wholeheartedly agree um it like I think with women in general you just have to know why a lot more Mm -hmm, it's like I think you don't want to you don't want to invest in something that's um stupid
1: yeah 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 I think I think this probably applies across the board this speaking (laughs) about me specifically but you know you may wish to say this about other women too but my brain needs to be engaged in something for me to want to do it yeah you know i can't just be you know just doing it because i'm supposed to or whatever my brain has got to be involved so
0: i have epiphanies like that all the time Mm -hmm. where like especially at work where i'm doing like something where i'm just like why am i doing this no one's gonna see it no one really asks me for this stuff and like um that's when, like, you innovate processes because you're like, fuck that, fuck doing that same thing over and over again for no Mm. reason. Mm. Like, either automate Mm -hmm. it or do something else. Like, you work around it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I, I, again, I I wholeheartedly agree. (laughs) Like, Mm. women are just, I think women are more um, Mm time-focused. Like, there's more pressure on women, especially younger women, about, Mm -hmm. like, you've only got this much time and like, mm-hmm. especially if like you're pressured into um being a mother or something from a mm-hmm. young age like mm-hmm. I know that there are still certain cultures where you're like you're you're a baby farm that's yeah that's yeah, your job yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. but it's just something that women tend to be a lot more conscious of
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: um like with men like life's a laugh <laughs> really <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, they have their own issues, you oh, know. Definitely. Definitely. I wouldn't ever say that, you know, they've got easy. No. It's just different, you know? It, it is very different. But, yeah. Well,
0: thank you very much for letting me come and speak to you. It's been super awesome. <laughs> thank I'm... you so
1: much for having me. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna
0: um, go get smashed by you.
1: <laughs> i said earlier i was gonna tap you bitch <laughs> i'm gonna tap you <laughs> why i didn't know that i'd hurt you so much <laughs> i can't even remember why i said i would do that but it's gonna happen <laughs> okay <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> oh. right well thank you very much and thank um you. yeah do it again <laughs> definitely because like, despite the eight-hour drive up here, oh, it was nine hours after the breaks, but <laughs> even with that, um, I'm still, like, super stoked to be here. <laughs> Ace, it was lovely talking to you. Right, okay. And, and that's it. I really hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Um, just so that you all mega aware, uh, the Fight Like a Girl competition is in pretty much four weeks time uh, the 14th of October so be sure to register for that as soon as you can Uh, the URL link is uh, fightlikeagirl.one there should still be a discount code associated to it for uh, the podcast which I think is POD CST that should give you 15% off the entry Um, if not please message me and get in touch and I'll send you the actual code Um, but yeah other than that um, I've got another one of these coming out in the next couple of days with the wonderful Christiana Theodoli Um, so yeah I really hope you like this one and hope you enjoy the next (laughs)